words my friends liberty and justice for all how you doing this morning i'm ed waters casting out of the klamath basin in beautiful klamath county oregon if you haven't visited klamath county it's the home of beautiful crater lake if you haven't seen it it's a beautiful sight and i'll tell you the beauty around the area you cannot match. I highly recommend coming out, enjoying some of what the basin has to offer. Today we're going to discuss a little bit about money and greed and why we need it, the feelings we get when we don't have it, and how do we deal with that and still feel good. It's a very tricky thing to be happy when you have nothing or very little. A lot of people, they call nothing. It's it's tricky. Depending on where we live in the world, nothing is measured in different ways. And here in the United States... Very few people have nothing. And yet, they want more and more and more. It's an odd thing how money drives us, the need for it. And if we don't have it, we feel unsuccessful. We feel burdened. We feel littler than other people. That burden of money can really put that feeling of hopelessness, despair, into people. And that's what makes the world go round, is that money. It's an odd thing how we judge people by the amount of money, the wealth that they bear. You know, some of the best people I know have been homeless people, people that have nothing. It's odd. Those people that really have nothing are some of the happiest people I've ever met. 
And I understand it well because I've been there. I understand what it's like to be homeless. I understand what it's like to feel like I have nothing. But believe me, never in my life have I truly been without. I was fortunate enough to be born into the United States of America. And that automatically made me a blessed person. A lot of people argue that. I say, find yourself and understand your needs, not your wants. Our wants will drive us nuts. But if we have our basic needs and we can live that simplicity, that life that needs very little, that will keep you alive. That will keep you happy. When I was young, there was no such thing as an iPhone, an iPad. And I'll tell you, the fascination with these devices nowadays, it's just amazing. We climb on this Facebook or fake book and we can portray ourselves however we feel we want to be that day. It's interesting. But yet we let our minds adapt to any situation, any social behavior. And that's what we've done. We've adapted. We've reclused ourselves to setting behind these screens. And what we see on Facebook and other social sites, but it's really prevalent on Facebook, that always having a smile, always showing the glitter, but nobody ever wants to talk about reality, what life is really truly about, how it affects each and every one of us, those feelings of inadequacy, uncompleteness. These things can drive a person mad. And really it's pointless because we're here on this earth for a very, very short time. And the quicker that we recognize our wants and our needs, we can be happier in life. As long as we have that sustenance to keep us going, so we can look at each other, see the smiles, the laughters. We need to change our focus back to simple living. Being happy that you have that food on your plate. Being happy you have something to keep you warm. And being very happy that you have that companionship you find within others. It's odd how money drives society. And we always tend to look up instead of look down. 
we always look for those people that are accumulating the mass wealth instead of looking down to those that are looking up. I always love to look down because it always shows me where I've been, what I've accomplished, and where I came from. I don't aspire to look up. I just let that naturally happen. And when we look down instead of up, we can always remember there's other people below us. There's people that need each and every one of us. But if we're looking up, we're always forgetting those in need. The world's a funny place. To survive in this world, it's not easy to do. A lot of people don't want to keep it real. They don't want to talk truth. There's a lot of beautiful people in the world. And they are looking down. But there's a lot of those people looking up. And the number is growing. When we always look up, we don't see the problems below our own feet. We don't see the very simple problems. We would rather cover things up. We would rather look the other way. Money does not make you successful. When you find true happiness, that is success. And a lot of people forget that. Because they're always in this rat race for the next best thing. They want to be first so they can be on top of it. Shine the light over here. That's not how it should be. We have other people in the world. Here in America, <clears throat> excuse me, we have forgotten where we came from. If you don't know about my other podcast, I have a few of them, and you can find them all at deadamerica.website. Today, I dropped an episode of Dead America, and it talks about the matrix, the matrix of freedom. And we talk about the Forefathers Monument, and we explain what it's for, why it was built. It was also known as the Pilgrim Monument. See, these were Puritists. They were separatist. They wanted to flee the persecutions from the European country or continent. And they wanted to start a new form of 
government. They wanted the ability to worship how they chose. You know, persecution happens all the time in many forms. But it's very important to understand, especially if you're an American. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're an American and you do not understand where we truly came from, well, you're part of the problem. History. History is valuable. As Americans, we have portrayed a lot of atrocities. And it doesn't make each and every one of us bad. But yet, that stain on our society, it makes each and every one of us want to look the other way. Instead of owning up and being truthful, hey, we were wrong. It's that simple. But yet pride and arrogance, the need to be right, it overshadows a lot of people, a lot of things, a lot of beauty in this world. And Americans... I'll tell you, it's getting sick. I'm a proud American. I know where my heritage came from. Some of it, I'm very proud of. Some of it, it quinges my stomach. But yet, each and every one of those failures, we had better understand and use them as building blocks. The world has always looked upon America, especially after World War II, as that beacon of hope. Well, it's not feeling that way anymore, and we need that pride back. And I'm not talking arrogance. We don't need arrogance. We need humbled people. We need people to understand every person has the right to be. Every person is ordained with unalienable rights. You're an American. Our forefathers pinned these things. And yet those principles are not being followed. It's not a good thing. America is going through some turmoils right now. But it's turmoils that we have to relive because people have forgotten where we came from, what we have been through. I pray for everybody's safety in the world. I pray for America's safety. I pray for unity. I pray for that peace. But there's so many out there that are so cold and calculated. And they understand 
if there's not division, they cannot make all that money. And that's what it's about. Again, we're right back to that money. It always fuels danger, danger, danger. You don't need money. All you need to do is survive. You know, we waste so much here in America. It's it's just incredible. And yet, so many people say they are without. Even on Skid Row, there's not a reason why there's not food in the belly. These are choices, people. Reality. Reality hits. These are choices we make. And choices have consequences. It's how we choose to do things. See, I've, I've seen people homeless and they're driving brand new cars and they have to make that payment on that car or else they'll lose the car. Well, that's living beyond your means. If, if you have something you can't afford, why are you trying to maintain that instead of your livelihood? And then you run to somebody else to depend on your livelihood. That's mismanagement of your personal life. That's nobody else's fault but yours. Granted, we all get born into an area we have no control over. We get born into a family we have no control over. But once you are conscious and you have the ability to make rational choices for yourself, that's when reality strikes and it takes over. Because it says when you make a decision, there's going to be consequence. That's just reality. You're not going to change it. I'm not going to change it. And no matter how many different ways you look, it's not going away. There's going to be consequences for any action we take, whether it be good or bad. A lot of people are claiming a lot of silly things in the world today. And it's up to you to be right in yourself, to be right with each other. It's not easy in this world. It's not easy to be truthful with each other. But I'm telling you, that is the only way to be very upfront and truthful. You don't have to be arrogant. You don't have to be boastful. But you should be truthful and honest, especially with yourself. There is a lot of need in the world. There's also a lot of wants. 
And if we can't identify the difference between the two, we can go into some bad situations in the world. And it it's here. Everybody is so greedy and wanting. You know, all I need is simple food in my belly. And I need my wife. My wife is the best thing in this world to me. She's my companion. She's been through the thick, the thin with me. And I can be honest with her. No matter how I feel, I am always truthful and honest with her. It wasn't like that. It used to be different. It took a lot of self-evaluation, self-improvement on my personal part to really see the light and the way the world truly is. It's easy to get caught up in all of this fanfare and the worldly possession. I give a lot of things away now. I I really don't like money. I mean, I'm I'm looking at money in a different way now. When I get money, I structure it in a different way now. I don't just run out to buy the biggest, the brightest thing. I don't really need it. What I do is anything that I don't use myself, I find ways to help others with it. And yeah, some say, well, that's going to cut you short later. Well, I'll worry about that later. See, that's that's the thing. I could be dead later, and all of it is just sitting there going to waste. And then somebody else is going to possibly just hoard it and use it for themselves anyway. So I feel that I rely on that higher power to take care of me. And it's never failed me. You know, I've been without. I've been hungry. But I've always been okay. Food. Especially right here in America. Food is very easy to get. So if I need food, I can go to those soup kitchens and get a free meal if I really desperately need to eat. What keeps most people from doing such is pride. And pride is the worst of all. <laughs> it, it's almost as bad as anger. I still say the anger is the worst feeling of all. The emotion that really strikes to the heart of everything. But with money, we feel all the emotions. I mean, think about the man and woman uh, relationship there. It used to be very 
symbol. And now, if you don't have the big bling for the big ring, well, there's a lot of women that just don't even want to look your way. And that's unfortunate because, like I said earlier in the live cast, some of the best people I've ever known have been the poorest people I've ever met. So if you're gauging success or happiness on money or wealth accumulation, maybe you should try something else. It's not easy to be real with yourself. And you know, I think we need a lot more of it in the world. We need people to be honest with themselves. And open to understand others. Empathy. The world lacks a lot of it. We need to understand that the world does not revolve around us. And a lot of people want to be the center. Well, I'm here for a very short time. And when I was young, I chased that money. Boy, I wanted the biggest, the best. You know, I had an opportunity to live in a very big, big house. Many stories. It had a racquetball court. His and her uh, gymnasium locker rooms with personal showers. It had... Bathrooms for every room. Bedroom had a personal bathroom. And it overlooked Salt Lake City, Utah. It set high on the Wasatch Mountains. And I went up in there and I sat there for a while and I said, wow, this is beautiful. I could move my whole family in here, give each family member a floor and we could all be chilling with the most, you know. And I called my wife. She was still in Oregon because I told her when I left Oregon, give me 30 days and I will be back here to get you and I'll have a house to move into. <laughs> that that was a fun trip, my friends. Me and my brother, we left in a little stanza wagon with like $128 cash in our pocket together and a cat. <laughs> yes, my wife made us take her cat. So off we go from Oregon to Utah to find a new life. This was... uh. Right before the Y2K, this was 1999, it was about to do that computer crash thing. So, yeah, we we figured we were going to go ahead and move. Me and my brother got to Utah, and we started working that day labor. 
And I don't know if any of you have worked day labor or not, but some of it's very difficult. And through that day labor, I was able to find a gentleman that needed me and my skills. So I was able to get a job, full-time job, paid really good. And I was able to move my wife down. But when I called her, I said, hey, I found a house. Actually, I could have any house that they had on the books. It was a property management firm. And I was going to be the assistant property manager. So in my mind, that mansion on the Wasatch Front was all me. I called my wife and said, hey, I can choose any house. This is a wonderful house. It's got everything we'd ever want. And she just simply said, well, who's going to clean it? <laughs> it shattered my world, but reality hit. Yeah, that's right. Who's going to clean it? And that would obviously been her. <laughs> so, yeah, I was downgraded pretty quick to a two-story home, two-car garage. And it was beautiful in Sandy, Oregon. And I could look up to the Wasatch Front. Well, I've been on the other end of the spectrum, too, where me and my wife, we were living in a car. We lived in a van. We had to live with other people. Why? Because of my choices. Because my mismanagement of my money. So everything we do, there are those repercussions. And if we do them right, that's not always a guarantee that the repercussions are going to be right. You know, life is not a dream. So we always have to remember we are in control of every situation. And I'll tell you, Every situation, we have to take the time to think. Just that split second. And we have to make the choice. That's not always easy. Marcella, thank you for the comments in the chat. And that's right, our choices, they always have ripple effects. But how we deal with things in our life, especially our money, really matters. But money will never make us happy. And a lot of people don't get that. Our choices in life can make us happy. And it's hard for a lot of people 
to get that, especially when we're young. When we're young, boy, life is everlasting. I'm going to be here forever and everything's going to be just the way I want it. <laughs> oh, God, how I wish that would have been true. <laughs> but that's just being young and naive. And we all go through that. We all have these areas of weakness. We all have these areas of strength. We all have to be who we are. That's right. Uh, life expectancy is only 70, 80 years. And we have to make the best of it. I'm, you know, I'm in my mid-50s. Sunday, I turn 54. I will turn 54 on Super Bowl Sunday. And that really hits me hard, you know. I, I look at that 70 to 80 years. I'm hoping to get 120 or more. But the way my body feels at 54... <laughs> Boy, I went through a depressed bout of depression that just really knocked me around hard. And I asked for assisted suicide because of the chronic pain and, you know, the misery I was feeling in my mind. Life can throw us just... <laughs> the largest task in the world, but yet, you know, we get through it. We get through it. No amount of money can ever change the way we feel. It might, you know, ease your burdens a little bit. It's easier to pay your bills so you don't have all of that stress on bills but yet it brings its own challenges because once you see that you have money other people tend to see that you have money also and then they start changing and that's another spectrum that people don't identify with. Just because, say, my brother gets rich and he's got billions or millions or however much you think is rich, it's not right for me to go ask him for anything. And I wouldn't. I, I would not ask him to, I might ask for a loan and I will pay it back. But, you know, I don't ask for loans anymore. Why? 
because I see the problems that it creates. I would not expect anything back. If I give money to somebody, I don't care how much it is. I don't expect it back. If they bring it back and give it to me back, awesome, beautiful. But if I have it to give, I'm going to freely give it anyway. But if I expect it back, I can always expect there's going to be problems and issues. I've seen it so many times, not only in my life, but others. So what other people make, your siblings or your mom or your dad, your grandparents, a lot of people rely on inheritance. (laughs) You know, that's another funny story. We have this thing where if people have money, they kind of expect it as an inheritance. And funny thing, let me take a sip of coffee here real quick and I'll continue. Funny thing is, my grandmother and my wife's grandmother, they both, they did all right for themselves, you know. And both of our families were always like, well, when grandma dies, what, what, what? What are you saying when grandma dies? You're waiting for grandma to die and you expect her to kick down, huh? Wow, that's a sick, sick mindset. I I never quite understand that. I don't get it. Well, my my grandmother died. She uh, gave each of her siblings X amount of dollars, and the rest of it went to the church. <laughs> and, uh, that that just tickled me. I loved it. Now, on my wife's grandmother's end of the span here, she did pretty good, and all of the family tended to think i heard it several time inheritance inheritance well i had a talk with her and said why are you struggling here and doing without when you have all this money you could actually go into one of those assisted living places and do rather well you know enjoy the rest of your life in comfort, your children should do the same as you did and make sure they can take care of themselves. Why should you have to take care of them beyond the 18-year mark? Sure, I understand that bond, but you're a lot older than these people you need assistance well you know what that's what actually ended up happening 
she finally sold the house and went into assisted living and did okay for the last days of her life. And that, I feel, is very important. Inheritance? Yeah, don't don't expect inheritance. Go out there and get what you can, legally, honestly, with, you know, a little effort caring about who and what you are. Money will do some bad things to people. And if we allow ourselves to wrap our mind around our wants instead of our needs, the world can be very, very dangerous. Our needs come first. And a lot of people don't get that. It's easy to get lost in the world today, especially after the 80s and Madonna came out and I'm not blaming Madonna so let's not go there but that material girl I don't know if you remember material it was all about being in a material world ah uh, that is that is so true you know and it, it never used to be in the chat. It says, it's so sad to see how many elderly family members just get dropped off at a home and forgotten about. That is so true. You know, these people that raised... <laughs> yeah, it, it's just crazy. That just boggles my mind that we allow this to happen. So many people get forgotten. And when we become that burden, that, oh my, I've got to do this again. And that's right, they sacrifice so much for us, but yet the world is turning on that now. And instead of taking care of our elders, we are diminishing them to a problem. They devoted their life to ensuring that we were taken care of. And yeah, just like every person, they may not have always made the best choices. But we're here. All right. Well, basically, that's all I have for today. I could ramble on for hours. I try to keep this about an hour long. At the end of these casts, I like to open up the microphone to the audience for free speech time. Anything you'd like to say, if you're over at castbox.fm listening to us on the live cast, you find a little phone on your application there. You can push that, 
and you can actually call into the show and I turn my microphone off and we listen to you. If you'd like to do that, you can do that now. If not, I want to invite you over to deadamerica.website. That's where we keep all of our media content. We have a few podcasts over there that we do. This is our live cast that we do each weekday morning, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Weekday mornings, join us right here. We're live on CastBox FM. Get involved. Start talking with one another. We've got to reverse the curse, people. Opening up to one another is a good thing. We don't have to separate and divide. We we now have to more than ever work on our empathy skills. And I encourage you to do that. I am Ed Waters, casting live out of the Klamath Basin, Oregon. Southern Oregon is a beautiful place. If you ever get a chance, get on over and check us out. Share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. Tell all your family and friends. You never know what we're going to talk about right here on Keeping It Real. And it's a castbox.fm exclusive. Join us. And remember... Keep it real in your life, too. Ed Waters, out.